Hey there, way, welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 110. Did you ever think we'd get to 110? I didn't. Tonight on the show, we are reviewing the new, uh, actually it's not quite new now, it came out about a month and a half ago, it is Killing Joke, Lord of Chaos. It's a uh, four-song EP with two new songs and two songs that are reworked. Pretty cool. And Hiro the Hero, also four-song EP, Dynamite. That album is called Kids Against the Monsters. It is really good. Just flew under my radar here for a while, and now we got it, and I'm excited to talk about it. And we are going to be talking about some overrated artists and reviewing issue number three of Sandman. And joining me tonight to talk about that is none other than JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> Sweet. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It feels good to be welcomed. <clears throat> I forgot to mention in the beginning that we do have a sponsor. Do you know who our sponsor is? It is um, the uh, chewing gum company from the Pixar film with the kids with the memories and all that stuff, right? Yes. Or oh. it could be the Kokomo Lantern. Oh, the Kokomo Lantern, yes. Yes. Uh, they are, I don't know if you know this or not, but it, they are a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. So if you go over to kokomolantern.substack.com, you can sign up there and you can get all the local content. They do an amazing job and they provide a wonderful service for our community. So you should check that out. The Kokomo Lantern. Notice how we are kind of a visual representation of the Kokomo Lantern. You're illuminating the good on your side and I'm the shadows. You are the shadow. <laughs> but we can still see you and that's important. Yes. Um, also, before we get started, I think I need to share something. What's up? Merch. Oh, really? I'm going to tilt this down. Are you ready? Uh, kind of. Boop, 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 boop. Look oh. at that. Wanderings okay, and wool gathering merch. Now you cannot get this part of it. Hold up. I don't know if you can see this on my back. Don't hurt yourself. Hey, look at that. Foggy's pal. Yeah. It's personalized for me. You too can have that. You just gotta reach out and let us know. I think our number one super fan, Andy, needs a wanderings shirt, don't you? He does. As does Michael Cir Michael Ciravolo. Actually, I am planning to get uh I don't want to spoil it, mm -hmm. but all of our favorite guests should be receiving. Wandering shirt. Perfect. Yes. So what's uh, what's new here before we get rolling? Monday will be joining us here shortly. Well, I had something interesting happen here uh, within the past month. Um, obviously, I'm an a individual that loves audio tools and recording and the like. And one of my kind of obsessions that I'm working with now is vintage analog reel-to-reel -reel equipment. If you can find it at a bargain, therein lies the real challenge. More often than not, when I buy it, it needs a lot of work. But uh, I got a hold of a doozy this uh, past month. Essentially, I went on Goodwill's online auction site and got a hold of this little vintage. Uh, hold on. I'm going to remove me so you're bigger and they can see it real fast. Good. Oh, okay. So this is a vintage real rear recorder with uh, kind of a three and a half inch spool. And, you know, these are very rare these days. Finding the spools was like pulling teeth. I found three in Australia, and I bought uh, the last three that I could find for new copies. What's interesting is this came with a reel 
already on it and there was batteries in it that worked and i played the tape like i i turned it on and i started hearing people's voices there was a kid talking about her christmas at the age of 14 uh in 1978 and that's how old the tape was and started listening to segments of it here and there they were singing the muppet theme song they were singing tunes with the little kids and grandpa said he had a great uh trip up from fort wayne for the holidays the weather was pleasant and all that kind of stuff at the end of it a woman said her name and her husband's name and her kids names and i thought you know what what are the chances i could find these people so i did a quick google search and i searched for the city that this was located in because that's where the you know where the good goodwill store was i searched that area and lo and behold i found the wife instantly on facebook and she had a mutual connection with an old high school classmate <laughs> so i'm like what <laughs> and this all started in australia uh no this started in in michigan on um oh. yeah so it was basically up in michigan on goodwill so i contacted my old classmate and said hey I got a hold of this tape recorder off of a Goodwill online site, and um, there's a lady that her name was mentioned in it, and I looked her up on Facebook, and I see you're a mutual connection. And he's like, that's my great aunt. What are the chances? And so he got me in touch with her. I ended up calling her and found out this was her father's old reel-to-reel, and he would kind of journal the family and stuff through the years. And uh, at, long after he passed away and, and her mom passed away, they archived a bunch of their old uh, slides and films and things, but somehow this got caught in the shuffle and donated to Goodwill with the other goods they didn't need anymore. And so I'm going to digitize the recording because they have no way of playing it and give that to them so they can preserve it, you know, basically indefinitely. But how crazy that something random like that turned into a small world situation. Yeah. And that's so awesome of you that you're going to digitize that and get it to them so they can have a copy of that. Yeah. It was very cool. It was nice talking to them. Got a lot of cool history about, you know, where they came from and their ties with our hometown. And even where I live now, they have family here too. So it's just like, it amazes me when, you know, complete strangers have so much commonality. Yeah. That's an awesome story. Very cool. Thanks. And the one thing I heard in that, that is really kind of stinky for modern people is you mentioned the Muppets. Yeah. And our kids don't enjoy the Muppets like we did. Alice uh, Cooper was on the Muppets. It was legit back in the day. We need a current Muppets iteration. And I know Jim Henson's no longer around, but yeah, that was were, something that was kitty but cool. Yeah. If you were who's who, you were on the Muppets. <clears throat> That's mm-hmm. all there was to it. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, look Sorry, who showed I, up. Yeah, I'm finally here. And I came in on the tail end of that story, but I've already heard it. And yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Let me tell it to you again in slow motion. Yeah. Start over, Paul. <laughs> Once upon a time. Hey, Monday, do we need to do your theme song? Or are we good? Uh, no, let's not you, waste any more time. <laughs> do you want me to sing it to you? No, I definitely don't Step need inside. that. Sometimes I sing it in my mind. <laughs> if I can't get that on my head, it's Joe Rife's theme song. That's what gets me every time. Oh, I think mine's catchier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, that, that might be a toss-up. The difference uh, between yours and his is the harmony. It's the harmony that kind of starts <laughs> becoming the earworm. And the upside-down W flag. Because. <laughs> that was classic. He's Mexican. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Hey, before we get started, I think we have something special today. And uh, Mr. Mundy yeah. is going to be unboxing something. So I'm going to pull me and Paul off the screen cool. so that you Bye. have the full screen so that we can see your, your merch, okay? Okay. Yep. I'm going to move things around here a little bit. So bear with me there. 
All right, say goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, Paul. Let's see what we're working with here. Okay, so um, we have had two members of the band Jack the Radio on our show, and we have since become pretty good friends with those guys. And the singer, guitarist, uh, I'd probably safe to say main songwriter, George Hodge, is... Um, He's also an artist and I've seen a lot of his artwork. He's done some really, really cool projects in the last couple of years. Um, and he put up that he was doing sketch cards and he's a comic book fan, just like obviously we're all comic book fans. So I asked him, you know, I inquired about getting a sketch card done and he agreed to do it. And I received that the other day. So he said he packed in some extra goodies and I got this, which is a vinyl sized box. So I, I have no idea what's in here. I've not opened it yet. So we're going to crack it open right now and see what we got. Maybe if my knife will cut the tape. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there might be some kind of a vinyl in there. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, nope, I don't think there's a vinyl in here. And move the mic here before I knock it over. Uh, there's all kinds. Of, well, I, you know what? I take that back. Holy cow! So we have this. Looks like uh, some kind of. Oh, this is cool. This is like a an NC. Comic-Con, like a trading card, and it's got like his little, it's like a picture and a bio thing on the back. Um, got a couple of stickers, so we'll find somewhere cool to put those. I got a little, this is a, I don't know if you can see that, a little pin. Might be kind of hard to see that one. That's their little uh, Jack. I don't know. At this point, he might be a mascot. He's like their Dick Rattlehead or their Eddie. <laughs> yeah, he's a great character in the comic book. Yes. And I got uh, this uh, keychain. And wow, holy cow, there's a bunch of stuff in here. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. There's another cool little sticker. It's like a flying SG there. Um, this is very cool. This is a this is a patch. This is like a embroidered patch. Uh, this is George's logo, kind of like he. I had ordered something from him before, and this like big was actually on the outside of the package. So that's like some symbol that he associates with himself. I guess I don't know. It's pretty cool. Wow. And I got two CDs. Um, this one is one of their earlier albums. This is Low Country. This has some really good songs on it. Truck Stop Man's one of their bigger songs. Like, oh, this has got some good songs on it. This one is called Devil in Here. This is a live album. Um, this right here, I. Portishead's live album was one of my favorite live albums of all time. This one, 
gives it a run for its money. It's very, 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 very good. Lots of cool clips, uh, performance clips on YouTube. Um, wow. I believe this is, this is a little, this is a seven inch vinyl single. Uh, this is the A side is Carolina Mud and the B side is Fast Country Girls. So, wow, that's cool. Little seven inch single there. Um, there is a vinyl in here. So it's a little glary with that. This is the album Badlands. Um, man, yeah, there's a lot of good songs on this one too. <laughs> so that's cool. I did get a big vinyl. And, oh, I almost ordered one of these shirts when he put them up. This is designed by George. This is uh, just a Pegasus, kind of a cool design. But I almost ordered one of these before, so that's cool. And the whole reason we did this was... I bought some artwork, so I'm going to take this out of here. So it's maybe not so reflective. So sketch cards are basically, it's a trading card size and they just draw a sketch on the, it's a trading card size sketch, a sketch card. So I asked him to do one of my favorite characters, uh, death from the Sandman comic books. So here we go. That's her. Pretty, pretty cool. And he signed it on the back. I don't know if we can see that. That might be a little, yeah. Thanks for all the support with the signature and the date, April 2022. So very cool. This is what I paid for. All that other stuff was extra. So that's, man, that's pretty awesome. So you guys come back in. <laughs> You couldn't see me backstage. I'm sure Steve could, but when you showed the picture, I was like, yes. <laughs> Which one? The artwork? The death. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty badass. That's pretty awesome. That's a very cool array of goods. I mean, holy crap. He said he was sending extra goodies, and damn. <laughs> that he, little vinyl is awesome. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, wow. I'm, yeah, I'm a little, little flabbergasted there. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it is. So yeah, I put the banner on the bottom. You know, if you haven't checked out Jack the Radio, you should. And I mean it. I mean, they are fantastic. Absolutely. They're yeah. so good. Absolutely. Oh, guess who just showed up? Yeah, man. I told him. I let him know about the show, and I told him to interact if he was going to watch because we like to hear from people. So, hi, George. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. That's That was above and beyond, and I love the artwork. It's very, very cool. Very humbled. Yeah, good to hear from you, man. Good stuff. And I'll just pop that on there. Boom. Because we are ready to do some driving to watch some shows. So Yeah, I told uh, yeah, I told my wife uh, we, <laughs> we might just need to go to North Carolina sometime and catch a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Definitely. I've got a colleague that works there. Um, so if there's ever any kind of reason for us to go down there for work, then I'll gladly try to detour and catch a show in transit. Yeah. Well, thank you, George Hodge. That was amazing and cool for you, Monday. Love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, 
I'm impressed. That's, that's awesome. That's just absolutely not necessary and man above and beyond. Very awesome. Heroes con in June. (laughs) (laughs) It's right up our alley. That's for sure. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Cool. All right. We've both gotten some really cool stuff lately. So that is exciting. Yeah. Oh, and then Paul got that recorder. So we are killing it. So we're going to keep it up. We're going to keep getting more cool stuff. More toys. Yeah, we got to build it up. <clears throat> okay, but we do have a show to do. I know it's exciting to talk about all these cool things, but we have three big things to, well, four big things actually to accomplish. So I think we need to get rolling. And the first thing is the challenge that was issued by Metalhead last week. So remind nope. us of the challenge and then we'll get Paul. rolling. That was one of the Pauls? Oh yeah, yeah, yours was two weeks ago. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Paul. no, it's all right. Yeah, we we've had a nap since then and Easter candy. So what do you expect? <laughs> Indeed. So I I uh, asked you guys to uh, tell me who you think is the most overrated artist or band, and you know give three reasons why. Ooh, three reasons. Yeah. I missed that part. Well, that's okay. If you if if you can come up with something, I'll I'll let it slide because this was tough for me too. I mean, there's. There's a lot of things that I could consider as much, but I really had to drill down to specifically why. <clears throat> okay, I'll go first. Please do. So I knew immediately there were a couple that Monday and I shared. And so Kanye was low-hanging fruit. Um, I think he's a good producer. I don't know that he's the genius. I think if you have to scream from the hills that you're a genius, you're probably not yeah. a genius. But yeah. that's, that's for another yeah. day. And then... I hesitate to say that the Beatles are overrated. I know their place in history is strong and people love them. I just have never gravitated to their music at all. Um, uh, same for me. I, I don't feel like they're overrated. I feel like their accomplishments are, and their influence mm-hmm. is unquestionable. But I, same mm-hmm. for me. Like I've never been hugely into them. I'm more of a Wings fan than a Beatles fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, lyrically... I appreciate Lennon on his own or sure. McCartney on his own far more than I do what they produced as the Beatles. So that's the reason there. But what I ended up falling upon was Radiohead. And the reason, but this is a weird one for me because I loved the first four records. Okay. Okay. So Pablo Honey came out Creep. 93 was amazing. Now I hate Creep because every TV show has had everybody who's trying out to be the next voice or whatever use that song. And so that's annoying. Uh, but Pablo Honey was fantastic. I remember listening to that over and over as I drove to Washington to see a friend. Um, the next record, The Benz, I thought was great. They were still kind of a rock band at that time. And the influences, the electronics sort of were slowly changing. But they were still a solid rock band with good melody and chorus. And then OK Computer, I felt like this was the sweet spot. Electronica, but they still had good solid you know song structure when there was a lot you could sink your teeth into and then kid a this for me was their last great record and this is the one where they just went we're you know we're all in when it comes to electronica and synth and sounds and texture and i think it worked on this record and then following that it became overindulgence in my mind um it just became almost like a Tom York show where the band took was backstage and he just had these meandering lyrical 
I don't even know how you say it exactly, but it just lost me. The songs became almost unlistenable for me. And then, but as I'm falling off the, the wagon, people are talking about how these are brilliant and how amazing he is. And I just felt like, I don't know if he left me if I, or if I walked out of the theater, I don't know what happened, but those four records were not what came afterwards. And I know there's like connections between records and all that, but man, it lost me. And all I can think of is the one word to describe it is overindulgence. So, yeah, I, I get that. I agree 100%. They were a band that I don't love their first four albums. I don't. That was a band that just kind of passed me by and I never really got into. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you have to love them. You have to love them. They're so good. And it's like, I mean, I listened to it and I'm like, I mean, okay, but it doesn't do anything for me. So I guess enjoy. Uh, I'll be over here. <laughs> yeah radiohead's momentary for me i mean there's certainly a lot of songs that i really enjoy um and i think i remember I, we talked about it recently where I, we were listening to a radiohead album at your house and then it got to a point where yeah it was starting to drone on with a, a distorted bass and weird <laughs> yeah. saxophone you're like turn that shit off yeah <laughs> and i i had to agree yes that was not a great moment in the album but it was just so funny <laughs> where you hit your threshold it was like wow we we hit the pinnacle of Monday's tolerance of Radiohead here. Yeah. I just feel like if you're going to go that route and you're going to add noise and texture, it should accentuate the song, mm -hmm. not become a meandering mess. And then he just, I don't know. He's all over the place. Talk about a meandering river. That's his voice, but <laughs> yeah. And, and it's too bad because I really did like them in the beginning. Yeah. So yep. there you go. Cool. All right, Monday. What you got? Well, I mean, Radiohead was the easiest for me, but I feel like I've beaten that horse to death. I mean, anytime they come up, I pretty much say exactly what I've already said. So he speaks in poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to, I thought about it, and there was a couple I could have chosen from, but I, I think I really would go with Dave Matthews Band. Now. I don't, it, it, I, it just, eh, 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 I mean, he, I can't say that he, I feel like he is a master musician. I mean, he's good at what he does, but he's, he does surround himself with very accomplished musicians. And I, I can admit that they are all very, very good at what they do. Doesn't move me. It doesn't, I, it just, one reason is his voice. I can't, I, I don't love his voice. Um, and it just, they, they kind of meander into that jam band thing a lot, which is not for me. I don't, I've never loved the dead. I've never been a fan of fish. I don't need like 20 minute, you know, weaving in and out of this one groove and solos here and there. And like, I, I just, I don't need that. I don't like that. And, you know, I, if I see a band, it's cool to see like an impromptu jam or something, you know, put a, like a longer tag on something, but I don't need like 20 minute songs. So that, that aren't really songs. But you're a tool fan. Yeah. But they play <laughs> the songs. 
They play the songs. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. I also like Inagata DeVita, but it's a song. <laughs> Iron Blood Fire rules. So, you know, there's that. But yeah, and, and it's just like another reason that I feel like they're overrated is just the the whole culture that surrounds that jam band thing. Like it's, you know, I don't Dave Matthews is also I don't know. I, I don't know how it is now, but I know back in the day when they were like kind of first getting huge and fish as well around this time, like, you know, late nineties and stuff. It's like, it's just that the culture of the fans that will just follow them anywhere. Like I know that's no, I don't, that's not my crowd. It's just not my crowd. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of a turnoff too. So. Yeah. Dave Matthews, yeah, no thank you. He'll sell out a couple of venues, you know, like nights in a row. Yes, several, like four or five nights in a row. Yeah. following for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. I I don't go to him and listen a lot, but I definitely do appreciate the musicianship of those people that he has playing with him, and they are fantastic sure. musicians. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I give them their props. I just don't enjoy that music a lot. So, yeah, uh, one of one of my absolute favorite musicians, Charlie Benante, huge mm-hmm. Dave Matthews fan, huge fan. Great. I no thanks. I'll pass. That's okay for sure. You know, it's funny too because uh, you know I sold concert tickets for years when they were starting to break. Um, that was one of the shows that was starting to pack up quick, and I was like, "Who is this guy? What's going on?" I popped the CD in at the record store, and I was like. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> Fast forward to 2008, I'm working at a, an optometrist clinic, you know, while finishing up college, and I'm right around the corner from Deer Creek. I'm not going to say what it's called now because that takes too many calories. But anyway, that I, reminds me, I got I got a button for that when you're done. Okay, so I'm, I'm sitting outside on my lunch break, and I see across the street at the parking lot this little Volkswagen Jetta pull up. And the guy gets out of the car, opens up the trunk, the hatch of it, and he rips his corporate pants off. And he's got these, like, I don't know, kind of some sort of weird corduroy <laughs> multicolor shorts and <laughs> takes his shirt off. And he's got a tank top on and he puts on a T-shirt, puts on this beanie hat, and he starts hacky sacking in the parking lot waiting on his nice. butt. And I was like, yep, he's going to Dave Matthews tonight. I can totally tell. <laughs> and see, that's his release. So yes. good good for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, you know, this works for him. He had a tie on. He had to get out of that. And he has to go let off some steam. Yep. More power to you. I need distorted guitars for that or synth. You know, so we're all driven by different pleasures. But anyway. No, I, I would never belittle someone for liking any of these groups. Right. This is just yeah, how I sure. view it, how you yeah. view it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, more power, too. If you can sell yep. you know, records to people, go for it. It's definitely <laughs> hitting a sweet spot for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So, awesome. so what's your button? So, yeah, so you mentioned Deer Creek. Uh, yes, sir. There is a website that I cannot think of what it is right now, but um, there's a website that sells T-shirts. They have like the Deer Creek logo. They have like the Market Square Arena logo. Nice. They have all great. kinds of like retro Indiana stuff, like Hooks Drug Stores and all kinds of really cool <laughs> retro Indiana area stuff. It's very cool. Nice. Cool. I will have to look that up. Yeah, I got to find it. I don't remember what it is. JPP, who you got? Who's overrated? Like I said, this was tough. Um, 
you know, there are things that bother me sometimes with musicians, especially if they don't play an instrument. Um, when, what, what I mean by that is, case in point, you give somebody who's a singer a guitar and they just kind of fiddle with it and you hear random noises and the crowd goes wild and it's like, ow. But I had to realize that's not the criteria for the overrated bit because they're good at what they do. And I think that, you know, with the front man persona, they're trying to, you know, do something. And, and ultimately, I, got, I don't know who, I don't know where you're going with this. I'm, I want to know who this is. Yeah. Little Wayne had an gu- electric guitar and he just starts kind of, <laughs> oh my some God. random bands and stuff. It was so bad. Yes, it was terrible. You know, and I can't attack him because I don't know his music. You know what I mean? And I would never do that because, you know, he's obviously very popular and very good at what he does otherwise but you know as far as like practicing the instrument it he he may be an actual guitar player and just trolling everyone for all i know but at the end of the day it sure didn't look like it but you know much like um foggy went with his conversation i had to think long and hard and i narrowed it down to two but i think the one i really really had to go with was the chili peppers and you know okay you you gotta love for us anyway i mean whoever likes what that's that's their thing but you know blood sugars sex magic mother's milk you know the early era chili peppers was on fire there was definitely a really cool energy and it's like after under the bridge it's like there was almost a, a complete shift in that energy and they went for that more calmer approach and you know if that's what suits them awesome but i i felt like like I said with that last Weezer album, I was at the train station waving by as they took mm-hmm. off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and the other band that did that for me too was U2 after Octone mm-hmm. Baby. You know, Zootopia. Oh my God, we are like in sync completely, Paul. Because that was, I <laughs> yeah. loved U2. And then after that album, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> what yeah. happened? Yeah. You know, then they forced the uh, album release on everybody's mm-hmm. iPhones and all that kind of oh. stuff. Luckily, yeah. I never downloaded on mine, but at the end of the day, I was like, I wouldn't have listened to it because you know, I just completely lost interest. And that's sad because I thought they were great. I mean, when they came out, they were on fire as well. And they definitely too had, self-important. Yeah, there, there was some, and there's something about that youth and inexperience that gives you that drive, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that, you know, when, when I'm just speculating, but there's something to be said about levels of comfort and what it can do to the art you know what mm-hmm. i mean and um we kind of spoke on that before talking about life experiences changing and that sort yeah. of thing so the lyrics change and all that stuff too but you know i'll get off my soapbox but at the end of the day there was just a couple of bands that uh kind of severed ties with me not permanently probably they'll probably do something i'll like but at the end of the day i, I just had a hard time connecting I uh, speaking on the chili peppers, uh, you know, they just had a new one come out and like mm-hmm. flea was just on Mark Maron's podcast. I listened to that. It was great chat. Yeah. Um, those two kind of know each other. So it was fun to listen to them talk mm-hmm. and he's got a great story and you know, whatever, but, and I really like, uh, I enjoy Chad Smith. Uh, he's, yeah. he's played on a lot of stuff. I like he's played with the Dixie chicks. Uh, chicken foot is a lot of fun, you know, yeah. He's a great drummer. Um, but yeah, I, my thing, honestly, right now, my thing with uh, the Chili Peppers is I find it very hard to have any kind of respect whatsoever for um, John Frusciante mm-hmm. because he seems to just like come and go as he pleases and they just let him. Yeah. 
like that uh, was a Josh, uh, is it Klinghoffer? I think is his name. He's been with them for years. They love that dude. He loves them. He's a good fit. They had, mm. you know, they toured the world. They've recorded with them. And then John Frusciante's like, hey, I want to come back. And they're like, yeah, great. Okay. Bye, Josh. You know, like right. that's right. really, really shitty. Yeah. So, it's kind of like Coke coming out with a new formula and then bringing the original back and then going back <laughs> to the formula. Where's new Coke now? Yeah. And then, like, even when he left before and Navarro came in, to hear mm -hmm. Flea talk, like, that was never really a great fit, but mm -hmm. they were successful with Dave. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Frashanti's like, mm, I think I want to come back now. So they just let him. And it's like, I don't. And, and Flea has even said, like, he just he gets tired of being in the spotlight and he'll just like flake for a couple mm. of years. And then when he's ready to come back, he just comes back. I'm like, that's not how this works. It shouldn't be. Right. Well, apparently it is with them. Yeah, I guess. Well, they, they need to do like Nirvana did when they brought Pat Smear on. He was the fourth guy. Mm -hmm. You know, they should keep the other guy on as the, the fifth guy. Yeah. I don't, but see, that's <laughs> another thing is, I don't think for Shante would let them do that because I have heard them say before when he came back after Navarro, he was not interested in learning any of the songs from that album they did with Dave. And he was like, why would I play that stuff? Because you're in that band yeah, and they really the had hits. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's dang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm with you. I, I listened to the new one too Monday and it was, it was like they're neutered. Um, and it, with you, like you were talking, Paul, like those original, they had a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, they had yeah. something to say and that was yeah. fun. And I get it. You get older mm -hmm. and you change, but mm -hmm. man, I don't know. I, I guess as a listener, how far do you go with the change and enjoy that? Um, but this one just, man, it was almost like sleep inducing. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like trying to get through all 17 songs and I was like, it made me wonder how long did Rick Rubin nap on the couch listening to it? Yeah, why didn't he step up and say, "Look, guys, this this is not what we should be doing." Right. I don't you know? like. I mean, it doesn't seem like he has a lot to do with that process anyway. Mm -hmm. Like he comes in and makes suggestions and then leaves and comes back and you know it's like right. I I don't I, I'm still trying to figure out how that's producing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's just doing it on his name now, probably. I guess. <clears throat> All right. Well, excellent, everybody. Thank you. Do you know what your challenge is next week? Do you have any ideas? I mean, it's you, right? So, no, we don't. I gave you a clue earlier. Oh. I, I missed said that, part, I guess. I said part two. Uh-oh. Oh. Is it part two of the last one? Yes. Or what team are we building now? The Avengers. Aha. Uh -huh. okay. So, we did the Justice League last time. So, this time, we're going to build an Avengers team. Five members and a uh, theme song for each member of that team. Nice. Okay. So blow it up. Have fun. Anybody you want on that team, as long as they're from Marvel. So, yeah. Okay. Can do. Can I think we can do that. Yep. Yeah. That was just fun last time. I wasn't going to do this, and then we really did have fun, and the songs we came up with were pretty yeah. interesting. So I was, yep. I was happy with that. Speaking of Marvel, um, while we were having dinner earlier, my wife wanted to watch the Nick Cage era Ghost Rider. So, uh, <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. That's so great. I, yep. You know what? I the second one I absolutely love. 
Me too. It's so insane. Yeah. It's so insane. And it, it is, I, if you like that, I would recommend, uh, the, Oh God, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to remember what they are now. There's two movies that Jason Statham did with the directors and writers that did Ghost Rider 2. And they're insane. They're yeah. so much fun. They're ridiculous, remember. but they're fun. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. 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 If you don't like Nicolas Cage in a movie, you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. I want to see his new one where he plays Nicolas Cage. Yes, that looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It looks fun. All right. Well, we do have some work to do now because we have a couple of EPs to review, so it shouldn't take that long. But Eps. we have two tonight. The first one is Killing Joke. And actually, yeah. this one, as I said in the intro, is just two new songs and then two remixes. So mm-hmm. let's start off with the two new songs, um, which was Lord of Chaos and Total. What would you guys think? Yum. Uh yeah, I, I <laughs> exactly. really, I like them both. Um, full disclosure, I'm running this show with no notes tonight, so um, <laughs> just kind of winging it. <laughs> uh, the the Lords, uh, what is it, Lords of Chaos? Lord of Lord Chaos. Of Chaos. Yep. Lord of Chaos, yeah. That one I really, really like. Uh, it kind of has a very classic Killing Joke feel. I, mean, I think that would be at home with, <clears throat> I mean, any of their earlier stuff. Um, the, uh, total I think is much heavier. That sounds like much, uh, more modern killing joke. Uh, that's, you know, kind of my two cents. I love them both. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. They were, uh, Lord of chaos, which I, I kind of dug was, you know, it's sort of that cautionary tale, you know, what's going to happen to the world. What have we done yeah. to it? And, you know, what mm-hmm. it's going to become, the seas will rise, all that kind of stuff. And as I was just thinking about it, even though it's not really an album, as an album opener, I'm like, oh, that's a perfect album opener. That's a that's a banger for sure. And then Total, um, I agree with what you said on part of it. I felt like the verse parts were total, straight up, 80s, post-punk, music and then when those uh when the chorus hit it just went into some blazing industrial music which was awesome um of the two total was my favorite yeah i agree with that very much i really like the groove on that one it's Mm -hmm. so good yeah and like i said it felt felt a little bit heavier so you know that's that's gonna catch my ear yeah it came it thundered in when it hit that chorus it was really good yeah, Lord of Chaos, uh, w- what I loved about it, it reminded me a lot of God Best His Soul, the Paul Raven era of Killing yeah. Joke. You know, yeah. just that grindy, heavy bass, you know, and um, that him as a musician, I I told you guys when we were listening, I ended up in a Paul Raven rabbit hole and discovering bands yeah. that uh, he was in that I hadn't even heard of before. And uh, he was working with Treppin and Powell before he passed as well. And just yep. really fun. Another ride. fun band. Yeah, really fun ride. And yeah, yeah. To your point, Foggy, the uh, the second track total, it definitely had that love like blood kind of clean vocal thing going on, um, very reverberant. And what Jazz does with his voice is always really cool. And to watch him live, he holds the mic away and he, he treats his voice as a dynamic instrument and yes. he really plays with the microphone to get those effects. And um, just a brilliant genius, and not to mention a really uh, talented composer as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Jazz's voice. Um, 
he the way like his clean i i guess you'd call it like a clean vocal and a it's not really a scream kind of a growly more growly vocal yeah Uh, yeah it's i i love that i they both sound fantastic and they're both so different very Mm -hmm. different sounds that he's able to make and i i love it when he goes in and out of those yeah when i see pictures of him i kind of see the vocals between the two characteristics there's the sophisticated photos and then there's the (laughs) bourbon and cigar photos and that's how his (laughs) vocals are kind of uh embodied as well yeah yeah those are awesome and they are going to be part of a full album eventually oh cool okay so they're working on that i don't know if it'll be by the end of the year but there's definitely an album coming out so i'm excited that's if that's what we're going to have for an entire album yeah i'm on board that's yes fantastic absolutely yeah then the next two uh big buzz and delete in dub those were both from pylon which came out in 2015 those are remixes and um uh i guess like big buzz went from uh, more industrial to a synth sound um, as far as the the remix goes. I thought it was pretty cool. I think I enjoy the original more, uh, but this was a fun one to listen to. Yeah, it's like a club industrial mix, if you will. Exactly. Yes. Like yeah. a dance mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 to be totally honest, I didn't love either of the remixes, and that one that one especially didn't really catch my attention very much, I think because it just kind of felt like a a club ring with the I'm like I mean you know <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah I've heard it like a million times mm-hmm. so I didn't love but that I, one I think there was enough of the original though that it was still interesting yeah I just don't think that it had like so, the, the original was just you know mm-hmm. yeah better, that's, as most things are it's still killing joke at the base of it so mm-hmm. I mean it's not all bad it's just like I you know it's one of those things where I don't know if it was absolutely necessary. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about delete Paul? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, it definitely had that, the dub vibe going on. And I used to listen to a lot of dub remixes back in the day. So it was a nice moment to revisit that, but it was one of those ones that after it got going for a bit, I kind of <laughs> lost focus of it and was you know, back to the task at hand and not really lost in the tune, but it was a nice background filler. Yes. So, okay. So I saw Sean, I can't respond to the comments. So <laughs> I don't have access to that or I would, but yeah. Tell me what to I'm, say. I'll type it in here for you. I'm pretty sure he probably knows what I'm smirking at off camera <laughs> or should I say who? all right well it's hard to give an album review when it's only four songs and two of them are new the other two are just remixes so for me if i'm going to rate this i'm just going to rate the first two and i'm going to give those two a four and a half out of five and i cannot wait to see what they're going to do on the new record and um, i will definitely listen to those two again monday um, I'm probably, probably about the same. I had the remixes I can take or leave. It's not, but those two songs are, yeah, they're very good. Classic killing joke sound. I, I'm, if they got more, com- more of that coming, I- I'm there. I'm there. Paul. Yeah. Same four and a half. Uh, definitely love those two songs. Always never a dull moment with killing joke really overall i'm just amazed that jordy gets such a huge tone out of that hollow body guitar that thing is ancient it's been beat to hell and it 
sounds better every album. And I just, I really can't wait to see what they do this next go around. Yeah. Fantastic. And so because there was only four songs, we are doing a second EP. And I stumbled upon this one simply because Corey Taylor did some work on one of the songs. <laughs> I figured that's why it caught your eye. <laughs> No way. I know. I mean, I don't know how I would have, you know, seen what? this otherwise. But... I, I saw it. And I'm like, why? Why is he suddenly into Hiro the Hero? What's going on? And then I saw that. And I was like, oh, of course. Oh, there we of go. Course. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. but I will say this. I am now a Hiro the Hero fan. Yes. Because as you should be. Lyrically, super dynamite. So yeah. uh, this is another EP and it's called Kids Against the Monsters. And the title track is Kids Against the Monsters with Corey singing on the chorus. And he's very tame in this. So it's not like, yeah. you know, Corey has taken over and made it the Corey mm -hmm. show. He's just yep. helping out, which is good. That's what I loved about it. Like, I listened to that first song. I think the first time I listened to it, I wasn't really paying attention. I just had it playing in the background. And I'm like, I thought that said Corey Taylor was on that song. And I'm like, so I, as I listened to it again, I'm like, oh, cool. Nice, subtle. He's just, mm -hmm. yeah, just you know, under, underneath in the chorus, like very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. I, I, you know, as much as I like him dominating, I thought that was perfect for the song. Yeah. It's um, great. It sounds great. Absolutely. And the lyrics, I mean, he goes all, I, I'm going to tell you, I love all four songs and lyrically, I think they're all fantastic. And it's like the voice, like an intelligent voice for the kids who are coming into a world that has been, created for them by adults who have screwed things up and he's fighting back. You know, we are not these kids who are the screw ups of the world and can't do anything. And everybody trashes us. We're trying to muddle our way through a world that's been screwed up by adults. And I love his lyrics on these. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, you know, when, when you said, Hey, we're going to listen to this, Corey's on it. And I heard the track start. I was like, Corey's on this. You know what I mean? It just had that kind of mellow <laughs> little snap happening and everything. I'm like, I wonder what he's going to do with this. And then I was completely impressed. And I thought, you know, Corey's a guy that serves the song. You know, he's not serving himself by any means. Like you said, you know, he just kind of comes in and 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 fits the tune. And, and that's beautiful because um, there are so many missed opportunities where an artist will um, conflate their ego on a track and, and kind of miss the mark with the impact if you will and uh, that was not the case here yeah for sure that one that was the first track the second track is fu2 meaning exactly what you think it does aj channer was on this one and again um the lyrics yeah. are, are definitely poignant and i really loved when when he says uh politicking and dodgery here they go again with the bullshit dividing and conquer can't blind me like he's seeing through all this mess that they're throwing at us so i just i just he's sharp i wish i would have heard of him before now yeah this one was my favorite on the ep uh i mean i like hyra the hero i i liked him before this listening to this actually made me go back and listen to more of his stuff again because i haven't in a while but um he's so good but this song was my favorite i like uh aj uh, if, if you are not listening to fire from the gods, I, 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 I we can't be friends. I mean, I, they're <laughs> man, they're good. God, they're so, so good. 
uh, highly cannot recommend them enough. Um, and uh, uh, he, that this is another like there there are so there's so little representation for minorities. I feel like in metal, especially um, Fire from the Gods is. A, a, I mean, they they have a little bit of a seven dust feel. Um, AJ is uh, African American, um, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, but they have a little bit of a seven dust feel, but they have a little. It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, and but man, they're good. And AJ brings it on this song, and it's uh, this is my favorite one on the EP. Yeah, same. That chorus riff is a banger. And that's one of those loops that's like, if I could play that for four hours on guitar, you know, with a, <laughs> with a band, I would do it because it's just so freaking fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Fire <clears throat> from the Gods is killer. I remember uh, the first song I saw from them was Break the Cycle. I caught the video um, yeah. a while back and it was like, dang. So um, definitely need to dig deeper. And this is my first time hearing High Road the Hero. So I'm going to have to uh, ingest further for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, I, I believe they're either on tour now or will be soon. I'm not sure, but fire from the gods is opening a huge, huge summer tour. It's fire from the gods, the who, uh, H U the who, I love uh, them. mega death, and <laughs> five finger death punch. <laughs> Three or four ain't like, bad. I know. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. Oops. We can leave early. <laughs> We'll get out of the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. And I had started listening to Fire from the Gods when you recommended it. And it is dynamite. It's so good. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next track is We Believe. This one features Dave Draymond, who has an amazing voice. And again, man, the lyrics are so good in this. And this time, rather than like politicians, it's taking aim at social media. Um, Scared of the battlefield, you internet activist, social network soldier, YouTube revolutionary, never in the action. You just provide the commentary. <laughs> that was so great. He is such a good writer, and it just flows so well. Um, yeah. I love this one. Yeah, it's a um, cool tune. Um, go ahead, Mundy. I was just going to say, anytime I see David Draymond's name, um, it's... I mean, I feel like I'm either going to love it or hate it. Um, when Disturbed first came on the scene, they were new. It was different. I'm like, you know, I, I was feeling their first album. I actually, I like a lot of their covers that they do. Mm -hmm. uh, the Genesis song they covered is outstanding. I love it. Sound David, of Silence is fantastic. Yeah, yeah yes. Uh, David Draymond, though, it's like when I hear him talk, it's sometimes he sounds like... You know, he's he's got good insights and he's smart and I like his point of view. And then other times he just gives me douche chills. <laughs> I don't like it's real. He's real hit or miss for me. But Hold on, I, I'm going this... to WebMD real quick here. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can give you the symptom list for that. It's right technical, now. I'm sure. Um, but uh, I have it. Man, he's just yeah. I I I enjoyed his performance on this song. Yeah, I, mostly because I think he's not the main attraction. Mm -hmm. He adds his yeah. part and it works. So and he yeah he accepts it and does his well. You know he doesn't have to take over and be like the center of attention. Yeah, uh, it just accentuates the song. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I will say there is I can't think of the name of the project now. He he did a side project album. 
that was really, really good. It had a little bit of an industrial touch to it, and he had some really cool guest artists on this album. And I can't remember the name of the project, but that was really good. I actually enjoyed that a lot more than I do Disturbed. Was it Device? I think so, yes. Yes, yes, Device. Okay, I remember hearing about that, and I never did listen to it, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I would recommend that. Cool. Excellent. You know, so... um, Oh, go ahead, Sorry. Paul. Real, a real quick side tangent, and I don't know if either of you ever heard of this band. When I talk about David Draymond, I immediately think. Apparently, they're from the same region as one of my favorite bands that was underrated, uh, Stompbox. Do you remember that oh, one, Monday? Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. I think yeah. I still have that CD. Yeah, that opening track apparently is uh, was kind of taken and borrowed from Disturbed for Down With The Sickness. Huh. Very similar riff. But, wow. uh, you know, again, they came from the same region. Now, this is a rumor. I can't confirm it. Please do not sue me for defamation or anything like that. This is just hearsay on the street of fans. But uh, nonetheless, I have heard similarities between those two riffs. I'll have to so, see if I can track that down online. Check that out. We, I, think, um, I think we should revisit that next week. Yeah. So we should the, like go listen to the two and come mm-hmm. back and do a comparison since we're, we won't do uh, Lester next week. We'll just That's cool, that. yeah. The album is called uh, Stress by Stompbox. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the copy that I have is a promo copy. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> it's got the uh, where the UPC is. It's got the circle cut out in it. <laughs> gotcha. I think the song um, might be the one called The Making of Pump. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, it definitely is a, a great riff. That singer was awesome too. And uh, uh, at the end of the day, I wish they would have gone further. I believe Sylvia Massey even produced that album as well. Check it out. Okay, that brings us to the last song on the EP called Fight. This one features Chad Gray. And um, gosh, another another great song, I think. Another good addition to this. It's all about life being hard. And in this case, it seems like Hyro is writing his way out of it. Um, and so we go from the, you know, political social media. And then this one, he's talking about drowning in sorrow and debt, living check to check. He's hitting all the boxes here, which is great. And, uh, he's clever enough to write great lyrics for it. And, uh, again, I, I really like this one. This is another one where I'm not a fan of either one of Chad Gray's bands. I don't care for Mudvayne. I don't really care for hell. Yeah. Um, I think it works for this song because he is not the featured artist. He lends his talent, does his part, and it works, and you're in, you're out. So if I had to listen to Chad Gray for an entire album, I probably would not enjoy it. (laughs) I agree with you, but it works here for me. JPP, what do you think? Yeah, I've I've never been a big Mudvayne van fan myself. Mudvayne van, I can't say it uh, myself. It's just <laughs> that bad. You can't say it. Yeah. Speaking of overrated, no, um, just yes. never was my thing. Um, but it works here, like Mundy said, and I think that's interesting. That you know what what this project has going on at the at its core is a really good foundation and the embodiment of the ideas in place. And then these guys are kind of the call and response. Um, I, uh, do we root for the kids or the monsters? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry. I was looking at that comment. To see what that was. Yeah. You don't want to root for the monsters because that's <laughs> the man. Right. So, <laughs> but 
yeah, I never really listened to Hell Yeah either. I kind of fell off uh, some of that era of metal's wagon some time ago. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, to your point, it works, you know. And, and uh, I'm just curious to see if we brought some other vocalists that we may kind of not be huge fans of, like say Scott Stapp. Uh, in the mix, you know, no, what would he do? no, oh, no stab no. ever. What about Eddie? Yeah. Better? And uh, what about no, don't, I love Eddie, but I still love <laughs> maybe. Eddie. But Scott, stop, he like totally ripped off Eddie, no. and it was so awful. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. There, there was a, an I, artist I that, the show. There was an artist that, uh, that did a little uh bonus snippet in the middle of his album talking about rock vocal techniques, and and one of them was uh, pickle and throat guy. He's like, <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. I can get along with that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Pickling throat. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and rate this one. It, I don't know what's going to happen beyond this. I don't know if this is going to become something more or if it's just going to simply be an EP, but these were all four originals. Yeah. So let's rate it. Uh, Monday, what do, you, what do you give it? Uh, I'd give it one star for each song. I like four out of five. I, I definitely will be listening to this again. And like I said, it kind of kicked me in the ass and made me want to go listen to Hyro's other stuff, which is, I mean, he's great. It's, and he, he's another guy, like he's out front, but he surrounds himself with great musicians and they, they turn out some monster songs. So I, I really enjoy them. Paul? Uh, being my first listen, I'm also going, I'm going to give it a 4.25. Uh, it was really impressed. Uh, looking at the discography, I see looks like it kind of started around 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty much right out of the gates, much to our conversation earlier. There's that youthful energy or that, mm-hmm. you know, ambitious energy, I should say. And uh, I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to digging deeper and certainly will listen again and, and uh, hopefully find myself a nice rabbit hole this week. Yeah. And again, I, I would say, too, I you know, I don't want to harp on it, but I mean, Minority representation in metal, as far as I'm concerned, like that's a wonderful thing. All are welcome. Mm-hmm. Everybody can come and play. There's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. And damn, th- I mean, this is it's good music. So that I'm is. all for Absolutely. it. Get those feelings out. Right. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I absolutely love these four songs. And I, you know, this is kind of an odd thing because it's an EP and, you know, it's like, oh, I got a couple of songs together. I don't have enough for an album. This feels like a cohesive concept record because every song fits. Like, it's almost like they build on each other and they all talk about some struggle for kids trying to fit into this world and make their way in this world and not be shunned and looked down upon because they're just dumb kids who don't know anything. And I love that. I mean, he's fighting back and he's doing it intelligently. And the songs rage. His rap is great. He's found people that will work with him and not take over. These big egos of people who've been in bands who have sold millions of records seamlessly work in. And they sell this whole thing. I love it. Um, And I can't wait for the next thing to come out. So four and a half out of five for me. I was uh, kind of listening back through right before I... Well, I attempted to get on the show um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Lacey was asking me if the, the, my boys had listened to this because, I mean, they're both, you know, they're huge into hip hop and stuff. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. So I might try to see what they think <clears throat> about it. Dude's got some great things to say and he's obviously talented. So, yeah, might push it on them and see what they think. <laughs> you know, you were talking about, you know, 
sticking up for the for the kids i feel seen in this you know even at my age it's like yeah <laughs> take it to the man it is but a lot of people want to fight for the man because that's what we got to do we got to fight for capitalism and the man or everything will go off the rails and you know but it's it's awesome to hear somebody fight back and and do it in a way that just isn't dumb mm-hmm. like you can look at this and be like there are intelligent lyrics going on here yeah. And the songs are just yes. fire, you know? Ah, I don't know. I dig it. And I even played it, you know, Marianne, I was in the car with her, my wife, and uh, she was just like, I just can't with music anymore. Like, so much of it is just beyond, like, hard music <laughs> or, you know, she's just kind of found her groove with Indigo Girls or whatever. But I played um, Kids Against the Monsters for her, and she loved it. So, you know, there's a spot for everybody. Perfect. Good. All right. Man, this is a busy show. It feels like we've done a lot, and we haven't even talked about Sandman number three yet. I know. So, I guess it's about time we talk about Sandman number three. (laughs) So, last we left, after Sandman number two, he was on his way to get his goodies. So, he's out and about, and he's looking to find his stuff, and he's looking for Constantine. So, Mm -hmm. very exciting. What do you guys think of uh, issue number three? This is where it started. I, I want to hear. Yeah, I was say I want to hear what Paul has to think. Yeah, since and he's so, the uh, the virgin here. Since I'm the novice, so you know, I read <laughs> I read ahead last time, and I haven't picked it back up since. Um, but I, I really started to get into it because I felt like you know the first two were kind of expository and just trying to unfold a lot of things, and and I was still wrapping my head around. You know, who's who, what's what, what's going on. And I was like, oh, I've heard of Constantine before because I've not read it or, you know, not sure. super familiar. But then I started seeing this, uh, you know, he, he's over there with his pack of smokes and he's you know, grumpy <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff. I'm like, hey, all right, this is this will be fun. And seeing, you know, him kind of uh, teaming up with uh, our, our good friend and trying to uh, help him hook up with things and, um, you know, connecting with someone from his past and, um, you know, trying to reconcile with her pains and that sort of thing. I, I, I was really in, engulfed, and, and now I'm looking forward to picking it back up and reading forward. Yeah. I really, really love the idea of uh, the the idea of the, the sand as, uh, like, a, a junkie is using the sand mm-hmm. as a, mm-hmm. you know, as a drug, really. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. Like, it's, she's just, and she's not, I don't even know if it, if you would call that, I guess it's getting high, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're referring to Rachel? Feel exact. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't least... feel like exactly the same as, like, just getting a high, but it's like it, it, it hits the... The dopamine? Dopamine just <laughs> yeah. in the right way, where yeah. she's, like, she just has to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know, she's a junkie, so it's kind of like that mindset, you know. Which is uh, really with know anything about dopamine yeah. whatsoever. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's to the point where, you know, at the end, I mean, she's just doing it to sustain her life, essentially. And yeah. she's withering away. Which, right. I, I don't know about you guys, but like the whole dream thing, it fades in and out so much. You really have to pay attention to know, okay, so we're yeah. focused on this character here and now, and then we fall into a dream sequence. Um, and then, of course, by the end of the issue, it, it definitely comes back around and explains that to you. But you can kind of get lost in there. Mm-hmm. We've got the guy who is the, uh, 
the creeper, <laughs> you know, who falls into a dream, you know, and, and comes out of it later. But that, uh, I think, is an interesting element of the story. And um, I love that it pays off quickly so that you don't lose yourself because sometimes it can be a little confusing, like exactly what's happening. Yes. <laughs> um, I, and I, we're introduced to a few characters here. The Mad Hattie is great. I, that's a, she's a great character. And it's like, I'm 247 years old. And Constantine's like, she actually is 247 years old. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing, though, is she's having this conversation and she calls him a cheeky young jack and apes. <laughs> that is so great. That's why I pulled this back out to find that line. And uh, yeah, she's just some old... Yeah wiry lady you know <laughs> um there was it, uh there was one one caption in here in the beginning where constantine's kind of getting up and getting ready for his day there was one one caption i thought really caught my attention where he says have you ever had one of those days when something just seems to be trying to tell you somebody yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you read that, you read that, and I'm you're like, wait, what? Like you have mm. to read it a couple of times and like, did I read that right? And I'm like, oh, and then you read the rest of it and like that it totally makes sense. Yeah. And then um speaking of that, like when you're reading and it sort of just dawns on you. So when the uh the one guy goes into his dream sequence, he's the guy who was God, what's his name? He's looking into the window. Yes. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what is his name? Does it say his name? Uh, you left. The I don't course. think it says his name. Or maybe it doesn't say his name. But he's looking no. in, and then he falls into the dream. But the the sequence as it goes down, yeah. Um, it says Jesus. He's dying for them, and they love him. He's pure and perfect. And then it goes down a little further, and it says, last son of a dead planet, strongest man. It, like, converts Jesus to Superman yeah. in his <laughs> yeah. mind, and he's Superman. I thought that was so cool. It was such mm -hmm. a great transition. There's just little elements of, of that throughout the story where Neil Gaiman is just, yeah. he's so good. And there's this one, like, it's easy to do with Constantine because he's such a smartass all the time, but mm -hmm. I think uh, Neil really hits the humor pretty pretty well in this mm -hmm. one. Like, you know, Constantine's talking about he doesn't want to be seen in public with Morpheus in the robe and all that. Yeah. So he, he just gets like a Constantine-esque uh, trench coat. Yep. And he's like, uh, all right. There's <laughs> um, a lot of fun stuff in here. There is a lot of fun stuff. And what one of the things I thought was really cool is we don't know a ton about Dream yet. I mean, for the, yeah. the whole first issue, he's just locked up and now he's trying to find his stuff. But he is compassionate. We have that moment where Constantine yes. asks for, you know, something. And then the next thing you know, he has delivered a sweet death for Rachel. Yes. yes it's not painful. Um, and then he actually gives Constantine a gift at the end as well. So, yeah. and that's actually, it's only one, two, it's three pages of the entire story. And we get that much yeah. buildup of his character. I love that. He doesn't, I don't know that it really... I mean, there's not really a reason given why uh, Morpheus gives in to that request either, because he was mm -hmm. fully prepared to just leave her and mm -hmm. let her die painfully mm -hmm. and whatever. And, you know, Constantine kind of pushes back and he it's, it's almost like Dream just kind of like, eh, all right, 
I mean, there's no real reason for it, but he, I like, I do like that he asked Constantine to leave. Yes. He's like, you know, leave and I'll take care of it. Maybe so. it's because he, he actually led him to the sand. He didn't dupe him or try right. to screw him over in some way. Maybe he actually is yeah. rewarding him for his service. But you possibly, yes, but you do also see that that is not necessarily in his nature because he was not going yes. to do that until Correct. he was asked to do it. Yeah. And also, we don't know. Maybe he was collecting favors. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know at this point, yep. which and is it, cool. You know, it's funny, too, because it's like <clears throat> I from reading the first couple of episodes or issues, it's almost like everyone was trying to get something from him, you know, out of the gates. And um, Constantine's just more like, eh, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't care. Yeah. Way. And, you know, he's just in the moment more or less than than being invested in what could potentially be gained from interacting with him. Right. So and I'm also curious, you know, once the. Uh, um, live action production unfolds. What, how they yes. depict that house? You know, the whole slimy walls and all that kind of stuff. Uh, be interesting to see what that environment turns out to be. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm very very excited about the show. I can't wait to see yeah. how much of the story they handle in this first season. And yeah, so I'm excited. And I, I also I'm very interested to see how they handle this specifically if they do, because I don't know that they have Constantine for this series. That's what I was going to say. And then I was going to ask you, Monday, yeah. this story is Morpheus centered. It's not Constantine. But when they go into the house, Constantine seems at risk or totally susceptible. But he's always got a backup plan, something some back door yeah. or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, and here he doesn't. Yeah. Which was interesting. And I, I don't know if he intentionally did that. I think, I think that may be because this was his friend that he was dealing with. Maybe. I mean, yes, Morpheus is there and he's kind of an unknown to Constantine, but he's working to, or, well, I don't know. I guess at that point where they're entering, he doesn't really know how bad a shape she's in, but it is his friend. So maybe that's why I would he's just not think Constantine would know something like, you know, something about the house or what's going on. Cause yeah. he, in every other book, he knows everything. You know what I mean? Well, this is, this is also fairly early in Constantine's existence in the comics. Yeah. So, you know, maybe yeah, it just wasn't cool. at that point yet. That would be a bummer if he's, if they don't have him for the show. I don't believe they do. I may be wrong about that, but I don't think they do. Left to hit IMDb, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't get the guy that's been playing him all along because he was in every yeah. other show. <laughs> this is true. All right. So I guess he's got his goodies at the end, and we're working our way towards the next one. Well, he's got the sand. So. Yeah, got the sand. He needs the ruby. And the helm. And he needs the helm. So in the helm is well, he's going for the helm next, right? Because that's in hell. Yes, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then the ruby would be the last one. So um, very cool. It just seems like so much has happened. <laughs> We're only three issues into seventy-five yeah. issues. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. I'm digging it. But, it, but it all works. Oh, it absolutely works. It doesn't it's, feel rushed. It doesn't feel doesn't feel like there's any huge plot holes, really. 
Like it, it all works and there's a lot there. What it feels like is the opposite of what we get sometimes with modern comics where we feel like we read an issue in three minutes and we're like, I didn't really move the story along. I don't even know what just happened. Yeah. This yeah. thing moved the story along big time. It yeah. is filled. Like everything that happens is important. And I like that. Yep. It's, it's like a Tarantino movie. Got to follow the little things. It's fun to go back, I think, sometimes. This time. This time, for sure. <laughs> All right. So, next week, we're going to have uh, the Avengers Challenge. And then uh, Monday, what are we going to review next week? I already forgot what you said. Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we've done a lot since then, man. We Ooh. have. Man. Yeah, they have a, it's called Zeit. Rammstein. Yes, and I have on... seen I have seen their newest video, I think, and I love them or hate them. Romstein's videos are always interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is no different. Well, we're going to tackle it regardless, and that comes out on April 29th. So in five days, we're going to get that. I I wish we had a little more time to work with it, but it'll still be fun. So Avengers, Romstein, and Sandman number four. So. Boys, where can we find you on social media? Let's hear it from Metalhead Monday. Well, I the easiest place to find me is on Instagram, at Metalhead Monday. You can see the spelling right there at the bottom of your screen. And I will probably be making some kind of giant post on Instagram and Facebook about all this pile of stuff that I was just sent that I was not expecting. So yeah. <laughs> thanks again, George. Yeah. Yes, we love George. Um, where can we find you, JPP? When I'm not squandering in the dumpster, you can find <clears> me <throat> at the Phoenix Supernova on Instagram or at Just Plain Paul on Instagram or, as you see on the bottom of the screen, JustPlainPaul.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Get updates on new music and projects and whatnot. Fantastic. Any new uh, music in the works right now? Uh, right now, I'm working on a commission for a friend of mine. They're working on a live show of their own, so I'm trying to put together some hip theme music and uh, working diligently in what little free time I have on that. And uh, <laughs> right now, just now that I got this little reel-to-reel -reel player, trying to make some mangled samples and textured things and stuff to to work with on future compositions. Um, you know, I'm. It's funny because it's like I'm half in a rut and I'm half inspired. I'm, I'm more inspired to collect sound right now. And then hopefully that'll turn into being inspired to make something out of it. Love it. All right. And I am Foggy's Pal on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. We will see you next week for episode 111, 111, as we talk about Sandman issue four and we'll review Rammstein. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Come on, <laughs> computer. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>